This is um, one of our series, one of our mini series of all of the uh, candidates for the mayoral election. We are happy to have Dr. Wilson. I am going to ask Alderman Ray Lopez to come up to the podium to have a few words to say about Dr. Wilson. So we do this right. Happy St. Valentine's Day to everybody here today. <clears throat> oh, I thought it was just about me. <laughs> um, but good morning, every, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Alderman Raymond Lopez of Chicago's 15th Ward, and it is a true honor for me to be able to be the individual to welcome up our honored guest today, Dr. Willie Wilson, the next mayor of the city of Chicago. <laughs> You know, briefly, there was a time when he and I were candidates running against each other. But even before then, we were friends. Before the election season, there was the season of life, the season of the pandemic, and the season of hurt that the city had gone through. And Dr. Wilson was one of the few leaders of this city who, for no reason whatsoever, stood up to be of help to his fellow man and fellow woman in the city of Chicago. So as many people are here because it's a political season, as I've been so fond of saying as of late, he's been here through every season for the people of the city of Chicago. And it's my honor to welcome him to the stage, the next mayor of the city of Chicago, Dr. Willie Wilson. Thank you. Uh, let me uh, start out by thanking the Lord for his uh, amazing grace and his unthinkable gift. Let me also acknowledge uh, Jackie and uh, Dan and all the board of director of the City Club uh, who's here uh, uh, today. Let me also acknowledge the, the pastors who's here today as well as uh, the officers and, that are here and, and friends. And let me thank Alderman Lopez for his, uh, his, his kindness and for being a friend as well. Appreciate him. And last but not least, let me recognize my, my wife, Jeanette Wilson. And, um, and brought my sister-in-law with me, but I also brought my son and, and, and Ray, Ray Wilson with us to my son. Um, let me see, I don't think I forgot any names here, but let me just thank everybody for, for coming. I want to, um, express 
my gratitude and thank you for this opportunity. And I want to come to you today just uh, straight, just regular. I don't have any big word to pronounce to you because I don't know them, all right? <laughs> and so we'll just be ourselves running from here of Chicago to take in, uh, make the situation right. Chicago got big issues, a lot of issues. But the number one issue for me and a lot of other people who's here, and those may not be here, is crime. One of the biggest situations that are here. And I also want to, before we go any further, acknowledge some of the people who lost loved ones this past year and year before last. I brought some, asked some young lady, Pastor Dawson, to, to bring them with me. And one of them, I think, kid got shot 27 times last week, a week for last. And we got about six or seven of them here. And I want to acknowledge them. I want them to stand up back here. So give them a round of applause. <clears throat> there's the kids, the sign pictures that they, y'all hold them up for a minute there, that they lost loved ones and nobody been caught. Thank you all so much for coming. God bless you. I'm uh, running for mayor of Chicago, not looking for a paycheck, period. I don't want a paycheck. I think if one is going to be truly a servant, you have to forsake self and to help others. And today I want to roll out also the public safety type of situation that we got to kind of deal with. And I brought some points here. And some of them may work and some of them may not work, but if it doesn't work, we'll try something different. But let me say also that I always will, 100%, always will support our police officer. <clears throat> They're the ones who are our heroes. When we walk out the house in the morning, we go to work, we come home 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They own call. They own duty. Who would not support our men and women in the police forces? I know that some people say that we should defund the police officer. In my case, I say we need to increase their pay. And here's just a few things that we are 
collected by talking to some of the officers around the city. And I want to take a minute and read some of this to you and to run through them. We will divide the city into four sections to better address special police need. Police will appoint four superintendents for each section of the city. The superintendent will come from the rank of the department here in the city of Chicago. This will allow police to move and focus on the need of the community and build trust with the community members. We have 50 aldermen and one mayor cannot run this city or cover all the neighborhood. This way we can divide it and we can then begin to meet on a monthly basis with the cap people and we'll begin to talk out the issues with the police officer the superintendent of police, and we will talk to the politician, and we will talk whoever needs to be talked to and dealt with on those particular monthly meetings so we can kind of get a hold of this, this crime. We would take then not fire a police officer because they made a, made a mistake. We won't jump to a conclusion. Everybody need to be heard out. Everything is not like you you see it. We will make sure that we will refocus the department to address the gang, the guns, and the drug. The majority of crimes things from come from gangs, guns, and drugs. I want a clear plan to address the gang the gun, and the drug. We will review of the current vehicle of foot pursuit of the police. The current police are, rules are too restricted. We need a common sense approach to deal with this policy that will allow the police to chase down someone who hurt or killed someone out there. We will invest technology that will assist officer in reducing and solving crime. Some of the technology include high-definition cameras and license plate readers. We increase the number of officers in each of the 22 police districts. Currently, there are 2,000 vacancies positioned for sworn officer. I would do the following to fill these positions. We will eliminate the hiring exam. Reassign administration personnel 
to feel duty. Create an auxiliary police unit staffed by retired police officer. Rehire officer who have already left the Chicago Police Department and accept be able to transfer them in, in certain positions that will protect us. Temporarily, we need to raise the retirement age of the police officers from 63 to 67 until we get this problem under control. And I will ask them to, to help us out. And then if afterward, if they want to go back and retire, well, that's all fine, too. But I don't think that I'll retire. Uh, I'm 74. I don't intend to retire. Uh, but if you have to retire, then that's fine, too. We'll restore community police and resume monthly beat community meeting. The monthly beat meeting will allow for real communication between the police and the community. We'll prioritize Chicago Police's greatest resource and its personnel. I will support our police with resources and a wellness program that prioritizes their physical and mental health. I will reverse the current merit promotion program. Also, I will distinguish between a police officer making a mistake and misconduct. Everyone must be held accountable under my administration. We were required that the police patrolman car are diversified. It is important that our police reflect the community in which they serve. Pay our police more. They are our, again, they are our heroes. Anyone that lost a loved one to gun violence, we would make sure that we would fully investigate and will not stop until we find out the person who did it. And we will make sure that our CTA and trains and buses will have armed firearms. And we'll make sure that people respect the, the officers that is out here. They are our, our heroes. And I want to just say this, too. Look, I've, I've lost a 20-year-old son. I know what it feels like to lose a loved one and people still not being caught. I don't want nobody else have to go through what I've been through. These people are losing their mind. In fact, they are out of their mind. Right? The very next week or next day, they go around and 
kill somebody else, harm somebody else, breaking someone home, this must and will come to a stop. And I know that maybe I'm sensitive to this violence because I lost a son. But look, that worked. He's gone now. We must keep the other family so that they don't have to go through what I went through. We must protect them. I look at the whole city of Chicago is my family. We will always think of it that way. And I look at the whole Chicago, it ain't about just black and brown. Chicago about black, brown, Latina, white, Asian, and other American. We all are Chicago. Somebody asked, will I take my worry back when I said about to talk about the, the rabbit? <laughs> and, and I want to be clear. No, I'm not taking it back. I'm not taking it back. We're not going there. We're, we will not take it back. Or is someone take them, put themselves on a level and kill somebody? They put themselves on the level of an animal. They are an animal. That's how I feel about it. It got nothing to do with race card. In fact, I'm sick of the race card. I am black history. I was born in 1948. I've been through the civil rights era. I've been through the, the ride when Dr. King was here. I've been through where you could not walk on the other side of the street. I know what it's like. But I refuse to hate. I refuse to hate or let anyone bring me down to that level. I, uh, I look at Chicago to see the pain that many people go through. We've been able to visit the 7-7 community four or five or seven different times. Prior to five or six years or four years ago, I was one too who stood in my community, just African-American by itself. But that wasn't where it was at. We didn't allow ourselves to get outside of the community, you know. But we had to change it. Because we had to look at that God gave us all the same type of blood, the same body, the same mind. I don't think it's too much of a lot of races in Chicago. I think it's a lack of communication. Those particular police officers, men and young ladies, 
They're from our community. They're from our community. And I would take to and challenge anybody who talked down to any police officer. Right. I don't do things because it's political. I'm a business person. I think business. Right. That's what I think. I'm not a politician. I'm a business person. I care about the people itself. I always will be a business person that is for the people. And I want you to know that, look, whether you're a citizen or whether you're a citizen of the community, the business world, or the police officer, I'm still one of you. No different. I'm one of you. Let's bring the city together, but let's not divide us. Let's put this whole thing to rest. Why add to it? You know, let's put this beside us and move on. We'll learn enough from the civil rights era. We all have suffered from that era. Why bring it on? Outside of crime, we have to take and deal with the taxes. Who, who, who in their right mind is going to tax somebody when they can't even buy milk and eggs at home? Yeah. Yeah. These real estate taxes, these sidewalk taxes, these red light camera thing, got to go, all right? <laughs> Look, you cannot stay in business with all these taxes. If you don't get rid of crime, you can forget about the rest of it. Yeah. If you don't get rid of taxes, you can, you can forget about the school system. Because everybody's going to move out of town. Yeah. And when it comes down to the crime, if you, if you don't get rid of that, look, you're going to run everybody out, and I'm going to be the first one that leaves. Okay? Huh? Huh? And, 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 and so, so crime drive people out to shop in suburban. Crime drive you out of the city, try and drive big business out of the city, try and drive small business out of the city. So the way the system's going now, everything is going down. Lower your taxes, more people shop in the city, more people live in the city. You're going to attract more international business. More people can ride the L, the subway city. More people can keep their homes in the city. Just that is how you keep people in the city and keep the economy healthy. And, 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 and equal opportunity and equality for all citizens empower the uh, community in which you live in. 
We got to look at contract and job equally and fairly. And if you don't look at that, we're kidding ourselves. But if you can take then Chicago's international city, if you can take and get this business situation right, not only can you can build this in Chicago, but you can do it nationwide, but you also can do it international as well. More dollars comes into the city when the taxes are lower, your international business, and people are healthy and the community are healthy. Yeah. Yeah. One of the situations uh, out here today is also is that we have our house of worship. This particular mayor we got right now closed down our house of worship. I believe in religion freedom. I gotta tell you that. You can that. Yeah. I, I believe that people have a right to make their own decision without other people interfering with it. I remember when this mayor fired people because of the vaccine. I mean, look, a lot of the officers didn't have money to take care of their loved ones and family for the holidays. We went in our pocket and and supported them. And we still will do it today. A lot of the mayor of the city of Chicago was not prepared to give people faith masks. We gave away, you guys, 60 million face masks. Yep. <clears throat> and, and our first responder was first. What was first? Yeah, what was first? We, we could have sold those face masks and, and made like 60 or 70 million dollars. But we gave them away. Yeah. Gave them away. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't think about the money at first. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we gave them away. And we gave them away. Yeah. Whether you were rich, poor, or not poor, we gave them away. I would be a mayor that would keep Chicago safe. I would be a mayor that our law enforcement will feel confident that I got that back covered. I'll be a mayor that would fight for you. I'll be a mayor that I promise you that I would never take one penny from the city of Chicago. Type it up. And so look, Check my watch. My time is about up. <laughs> but I leave me with this here. I um I learned this year, past year that I uh I went into the Latino community and I went into the white community, y'all. You know, I'm from down south. You always reflect comes on you. 
but I had a chance to go in those communities. And I want to say this, is that we was accepted first class. I got to tell you that. When first we started going into the community, I had doubt, because sometimes you, your background tells you you're not going to be accepted. Well, I was proven, proven wrong. Those young men and young ladies, white policemen, African-American police, Latina police, Asian police officer, uh, they, they treated me like I was one of their own. It was an experience, and it's still an experience to me. They give the meet and greet for me. You know, Kevin John is here, and these meet and greet when I was out there. We appreciate all of them, right? James is here, and all these guys was here, uh, right there for me. And they didn't allow nobody there to to mess with me. And I want to, I'm looking at that lady right here. I'm going to get down. But look, y'all pray for one another. Pray that the Lord will bring us all together as a people. Vote for me and Punch. Punch four, and if you don't want to do that, then just pray for me, all right? <laughs> and God bless you. I'm going to give Dr. Wilson a chance to have some water, and we're going to do some questions. Slightly embarrassed. I don't um, like coming from the crowd where it looks like I'm... Uh, tapping the preacher on the shoulder. Some of you all will get that on the way home. I don't ever want to be accused of doing that. So we've got a few questions. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Wilson. Uh, You left with me um, that um, the gangs, the guns, and the drugs are are your biggest, you're, you're their biggest enemy, and I get that, and we appreciate that. Uh, Mothers Against Violence, that's the table back there, right? Mm -hmm. Such beautiful ladies. Um, I don't know who in particular asked this question, but it is a wonderful one. Um, Their question to you is, in the fight against violence, will you push to have an aftercare, like a um, continued services for families that are affected by the gun violence in our city? Good question. We would do... Whatever it take, I, I'm one who believe in communication. I'm, I'm one who will not just say right off the bat, make a decision without consulting with the community. I think consulting with the community, we all learn together. We have less mistakes. You know, if, if, if the community have a problem or any segment of the community have a problem, then it become my problem too. And we have to deal with it, straighten it out. I don't have all the answers, but I do have the answer in terms of making sure that we communicate, set up what needs to be set up. Losing a particular child is tough, you know, and so we need to support all that we can to to uh, to that particular person 
Uh, it is a need. Uh, some things you don't put money as a value. You can't put money on a person's life. So we throw money out of their way and take care of that person first. But yeah, we'll do whatever it takes uh, to, to, to deal with it. Uh, Chicago problem is my problem. Thank you, sir. To the point of you saying that we're all Chicagoans, um, Pastor Carrera, are you here? There he is. Oh, we met you earlier. Um, his question is, to the point of us all being Chicagoans, I have heard many plans for our communities in Chicago. However, there is a large white or Anglo population in Chicago. Any specific plan directed toward that community, could you mention what the plan is if you, in fact, have one? Well, I believe in economic empowerment. <clears throat> I believe that contracts and jobs should reflect the population of Chicago. There's an issue that we have is this here. We like, some of us, the community will like the training and experience. For example, we will put the infrastructures in place, first of all, like school, before you can pass from one grade to the next grade. That particular young lady or young man have to have a trade on their belt to start to prepare for those people. All right? It, 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 it's kind of like you, 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 you need a, a trade, all right? Just because you happen to be a um, minority community down, you must be prepared, and we have to prepare that. Where I would put corporation together with the community to develop a good, solid training program outside of the school through way of our churches and our community centers and things like that. Because if I was going to, let's say, fly an airplane and want to make this equal opportunity. Well, if the person don't know how to fly the airplane, I'm not going to get on there with them, all right? <laughs> so we need to use training, put it in the, in the pipeline, and then after they're trained, and we need to assure that we have those dollars set aside by training and things of that nature. But major corporation has the experience, has the technology, and they're ahead of the game. We can do much better working with the corporation, the school system, and all of one another. That's what we do. This question comes from David Petrich. Um, he has um, his place of employment since 1979 when he was 18 is 134 North LaSalle across the street from City Hall. Um, he has some uh, comments, but I'm going to go straight to the question. When you are mayor, what can I share with my employees and clients to give them hope that better days are ahead under your administration? Well, you're going to share this here <clears throat> to give them hope. I needed hope when I came up and down south. Understand, I'm black history. I ran away from home at age 13. I only have a complete seventh grade education. I had to, <clears throat> my hope came from faith in Christ, yes. right? And, but I know some people believe in Christ and others don't believe in him. But in order to make it work, I would use myself as an example and make sure we put the infrastructure together for those who want to learn and those who want to be part of a society 
debt to live law-abiding citizen, things of that nature, to trade, infrastructure together, and we will work with them. That will give people a hope. You got to have trade into your prison system. So when they get out of prison, ain't got no place to stay, we got to have affordable housing and things like that well, as well as trade in the prison system so when they get out, they got hope. But they can look at me as an example and say, if I can make it with seventh grade education, have a worldwide company, and we struggle like we do, and we give away millions and millions of dollars a year, I'm your, your hope to see as a, in a human being as a flesh. And we'll set up infrastructure within the city of Chicago that can deal with that in the mayor's office to make sure nothing drops through the track. Dr. Wilson uh, exemplifies the, Chicago, the American dream. I don't know why I'm saying the Chicago dream, but I guess I can say the Chicago dream, right? Um, this has been a wonderful conversation, um, a very intimate conversation where you've been able to share your safety plan and, and some other things with us, and we can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, I think um, I'm going to ask... Um, this gentleman, because you told me, really, I'm asking you to come up here to pull a card, but it's really because you also told me happy Valentine's Day. Just so you know, I need you to know that. Now, if it's your card, I'm going to have to put it back. (laughs) So here's the deal. Okay. Okay. Um, so does everybody have Valentine's Day plans? Uh, that's a silent hush. <laughs> wow. So the gift card today is, do you remember the young lady that introduced you at the event on Thursday night? Yeah. Alpina Sang? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's a sommelier and a wonderful sommelier. If you ever need to know about a good glass of wine, go see Alpina. The gift certificate is a $200 gift certificate to her restaurant. I know. Doesn't that sound like a great Valentine's Day present? And although had it been Dr. Thurston, I would have called Mrs. Thurston and said, girl, get ready, but it's not you. So just so you know, it's not you. Um, Is Contessa Green here? Well, Contessa... know who the lucky person is going to be that gets to go with you, but girl, if you don't have a date, call me. I will happily go with you. Congratulations to you. Oh, your girlfriend next to you is going, and that makes sense, right? You guys go and have a wonderful Valentine's Day. I don't know if you can get in tonight, but... Have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Um, the food is going to be spectacular, and the wine is even more spectacular. Um, we thank you all for being here. It means so much to us. We do not take one person for granted being here. Dan mentioned if you are not a member, please feel free to uh, see one of the ladies outside, or you can go to the uh, – there should be some on the tables. Maybe there's not. There should be some cards on the table, but um, we are what you are welcome to become a member. We talk about all sorts of public affairs. Um, yes, those things right there, sir. Hey, that's going to be my little advertisement table. Those right there, you can click on those. Um, we talk about all sorts of things at the Pup City Club. Um, anything public affairs related. Um, this is a 120 year old organization, and uh, we are privileged and honored to be here. I would like to also give Dr. Wilson his year membership. Oh. <laughs> all right. 
And, and we are grateful, and we hope that you use it. We hope that you use it. You're welcome any. You're welcome anytime. My wife is. Oh, your wife's good. You're, so, Miss Jeanette, you're coming. Yeah, he said. He said you're going to use it. So we thank you so much for being here, and we look forward to whatever is next. And I hope that you all get back to your offices to have a wonderful day. And you gentlemen, get to the flower shop. <laughs> thank you so much. We are adjourned.